Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. From the newsroom to the nursery. We're juggling a demanding career on live television with the demands of motherhood. I'm Katie. I'm Karen. And I'm Ingrid. They are anchor moms. <laughs> I like how we smile, even though this is all over Skype. Listeners it's just like a mental, us. you know, reset button. Right. right. Start okay. to smile. <clears throat> Everyone done taking sips of things? or Clearing you want, do no- you want to do another one? Or should we, uh... <laughs> nope, I'm good. Go for it. What about a contractor? Any contractors nearby? Or, you know, no, I'm just kidding. Any hammers? Yeah. <laughs> We love you, Karen. Okay, welcome, guys, to another episode of Anchor Moms, the podcast. We are on Skype in our second year of uh, your favorite podcast in your queue. Sounds so exciting. Um, You guys, I have to tell you real quick. So you know that LRA is doing virtual kindergarten at home now. So we haven't left each other's sides for a long time. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> we're getting very close. Um, and it's funny because I think now that she's home with me all day, you know, I'm working a lot. And so she's like trying to figure out like, okay, mom works a lot and still has to do all the household things. And so she's starting to pick up on, you know, the other day she said, so do you do the dishes every day? You were like, like yeah. really every mm-hmm. day? Right. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, so then um, she... The other day she said, I'm folding laundry, and she said, Mom, I got to tell you, you're folding laundry like a mom and not like a princess. What does that even mean? (laughs) And I'm like, oh, gosh. I'm like, "Uh, okay, okay. Um, how, how does a princess fold laundry? And she goes, well, I don't know, but it's not like that. (laughs) Oh. Okay. So she she sees you as a princess. Uh, well, I don't know how to take it. Either she sees me as a princess or she sees me as this really boring mom who does a lot of work and she wants me to be a princess, you know, or she wants to be a princess. I don't know. But it was so funny. And I said, well, I, I don't know what to tell you, Ray. Like, this is this is how I fold laundry. And she goes, well, you do it how you want to do it, mom. I mean, if that's how you're going to do it, then you do you. <laughs> Did she say um, that? she did which I say a lot because I'm trying to teach her like you know do it the way you want to do it like figure it out you know you do it you don't don't worry about what everybody else is doing like you do you so it was just (laughs) hilarious to me that she like made this big deal about how I was folding laundry and that it wasn't like a princess and then no mom it's okay if you're not gonna fold laundry like a princess like you do you you know, it's yeah, okay. your acceptance, Ellery. Yeah. Same, same thing, not similar thing, but Hartman also obviously picks up on what you're saying, you know, catchphrases and mm-hmm. stuff, and we'll also mm-hmm. use them. So he has these gummy vitamins, which he thinks are a treat. So mm-hmm. I'm like, 
if you're not good, you don't get to have your vitamins, you know, no mama, I want my vitamins. You know, I really turn it into this big thing. Right. He loves his vitamins now, but he started to call him, call them his chill pills. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, like I want a chill pill. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, like those, I was like your vitamins. He's like, they're chill pills. Which is so weird because I've never even said that. I don't know where he got that from. Right, he's not right. in school. My husband definitely hasn't said it. So somehow he's picked up chill pill like on a show or something. And that's what he's calling yeah. his vitamins. Oh, Which funny. is funny well, because this... I, feel, I feel like if he like goes out in public and, and says that, people are going to be like, what is Ingrid giving her child? Like, yeah, my mom gives like, kind of yeah. pills. Yeah, she gives me chill pills every day. What are these pills? That sounds very bad. Um, I'm not one of those parents who like normally would write down quotes, but I've had to start writing down some of the stuff that these kids are saying because it's so hilarious. I know I need to start with. doing that. I need I'll to just put it in that. my phone if it's really funny, but that one just was hilarious to me that I need to work on my princess you, laundry folding you skills. You do you. You do you. <laughs> yeah. I would be like, Hey, Ella Ray, why don't you take a turn? Show me how princesses really do it. And by the way, if you want to, yeah. if you want to fold laundry, like a princess every day, that would be great. Do it. That would be great. Yeah. So our first article comes from the Metro Daily West. Um, it's, uh, it looks like a newspaper that publishes online. Uh, and the title is Holliston Mom Releases Children's Picture Book Featuring a Female-to-Male Transgender Character. And the gist is, is that she is a mom who um, has a transgender child in elementary school. And she sort of realized that they're there aren't a lot of great transgender books out there, specifically ones um, her, her child was born a boy and is transitioning or has transitioned to a girl. And that was something that she thought was lacking. There were a lot of um, female to male characters in books, but not a lot of male to female characters. Um, and apparently the reception has been really great. She's, it's just been published and um, she has, you know, some of the books have gone out to schools. Um, I think the, um, the Boy Scouts or the Girl Scouts are also distributing them. And um, she talks about how she hopes it, she hopes that teachers and it helps um, other kids and students sort of understand how to talk about this kind of stuff. What'd you guys think? So, you know what this reminded me of? We did um, an episode on race. Um, yes. Several mm-hmm. episodes ago. Yeah. And we talked to some people from um, the Colorful Coalition and, and their goal is to get uh, books with, um, ch- diverse children and characters into local schools. And the mom at the end of this article says that she, there's a similar thing in her town and she's adding her book to kind of that collection. Um, and I think that would be a great thing for, for this colorful coalition here locally where we live or anywhere in the country. It's not um, in the news right now, right? Like, you know, race is, is a hot button issue per se right now. Right. So we're talking, we're trying to get books with colorful characters in our homes, um, in our schools. But this is something that a lot of parents probably are not thinking about and they should be thinking about, and they need to be thinking about and talking about with their children because these kids are going to school, whether in person or virtually, and they're seeing these things firsthand and it's probably very confusing to them. So I think it's a, I think it's a wonderful thing that this mom has written this book. And uh, to your point, Ingrid, too, I think, you know, I was thinking about back on that episode as well, because there's a lot of similar themes, right? You know, they talk about how a lot of parents say, well, I'm not dealing with that with my kids, so I'm just going to not talk about it until it comes up or until they're older. Until they ask about it or something. Right. And just like the, the racial equality issues, these parents are saying, no, we need to talk about it now 
talk about it with your kids when they're young so that they're prepared and they don't think it's a taboo issue and they kind of have these conversations early on um, in their childhood. So I did see a lot of similarities as well. And I think that it is good to open up children to different types of people, different types of families, you know, that, that kind of realization that everybody's different and that's great. And we need to embrace those differences and celebrate them. Um, I was, um, actually, you know, when it's kind of funny that now, you know, normally when you send your kid to kindergarten, you don't really know what they're talking about all day, but now I'm hearing everything because she's in the same room as me. And one of the first activities they did in kindergarten, um, was talk about, they read a book about different types of families and talked about there's families with two dads, there's families with two moms there, you know, there's all these different types of families. What is your family like? You know, share whatever you'd like about your family, but just know that every family is is great in their own way. And I thought that was, um, you know, to, to this kind of point, like bringing up that issue and talking about that very early on for these five-year-olds. Yeah, how interesting, because I can't imagine that being a topic of conversation back when I was in kindergarten. Oh, no. School. So it's right. really interesting to see how far things have come. Speaking of that, I wanted to check in with you guys. Have you been have you been talking to your kids more about race? Have you been reading the books that we talked about during that race episode and talking to them about equality and uh, all of the things we touched upon upon that in that episode? We went on the Amazon <laughs> and we bought like a million books um, uh-huh. with children of color, um, all different races, and just normal old books um, with you know beautiful girls and boys of all 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 races, and it's. It is sad that I had to do that, right? You know, I did look at my books and think like, woof, like, yeah, we need to, you know, diversify our book collection. And so we did do that. So we, yeah, so yes, yes is the answer. We definitely have made some, some strides since the, since the episode. Um, my daughter is watching Doc McStuffins right now. So just so you know. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Tell us about what that is. Oh, sorry. I feel it's, like you uh, want us to be like, yay, Karen. But- <laughs> No, it's just a, it's just a show yeah. <laughs> with a little black girl is the doctor. She like plays doctor for all her toys. Um, but it's funny because she just started watching it recently and I thought, oh, and it was kind of one of those things that you don't really realize unless you are thinking about it. But I was like, wait, most of the shows she watches, you know, do have mostly white kids in them. Um, but this, the main character in this one is a little black girl. And so I thought, perfect. Um, and I also bought, which I, she loves these sticker books. Um, and I bought one that was all called all around the globe mm-hmm. and you like put sticker clothing on different people from all different countries. And so I thought that was a good way to kind of talk about, Oh, this is how they dress and this is what they do. And these are, it like gives a little explanation. Um, so trying to get her into, this is how people do things in other countries all over the world. So oh, good. I don't know. Nice. Trying, trying. I know, you, me Katie? too. Um, so River actually had a lot. I didn't even realize it until I got home that day. Mm-hmm. River actually had a, a, quite a few books that had um, people of color in them. And I feel like after we had that conversation, I would purposely, I mean, point out that's what that panel said, you know, mm-hmm. oh, look, mm-hmm. this is a black person. This is a, an Asian person. I did that at first. And I've kind of, I was reminding myself as I was reading through this first article for this week's podcast, like, 
gosh, I felt like I had such fervor early on. And then I kind of, you know, you just get busy and I thought I need to, you know, I well, need to remember to do that and step, step up. Cause it's just so easy. Like you said, when stuff is in the news and in your face all the time, it's, it's at the forefront of your mind and then you get busy and life happens and you forget about all the things that you promised yourself you would do. And I have to say too, it's a lot harder during COVID. Yeah. Right. Because you're not out and about, you're not meeting people, you're not chatting right. with, with, with people you meet in the store or whatever. Right. Like it is, it is a lot harder when you're literally just in your home because yeah, right. then you have to focus on the books, the shows, those things that you're doing with, within your home because we're just right. not leaving a lot. <laughs> right. Right. But okay. Hey, so I have a mum's the word this week. Oh, Ooh. okay. Mom's the word. And this is going to shock you. This is a beauty advice that I'm giving you. So step aside, Ingrid and Katie. Okay. Um, Let's hear it. uh, So I have tried a new product that I love, 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 love. Um, And it is a company, it's it's a brand called Beauty Counter. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. Um, But it's it's great for a number of reasons. But one of the the big things is, so it's it's a line of um, uh, skincare products and makeup. So you can do either. Um, But I got turned on to the company because it's just a great company. It's, um, women founded majority women run and operated. It's a B Corp company, um, which means that they just are at a higher level of what they do with the money they make in, you know, their, um, economic, social, all of those things, environmentally friendly, all of that stuff as well. And all of their products are clean, truly clean, certified by the environmental working group. So it's just really, really good stuff that you're putting on and in your body, um, so that was a plus as well, but the skincare products, um, are fantastic. Um, I have to be honest, you guys, I've been washing my face with water. That's it for 10 years. What about when so you, you haven't been washing your off? face? Yeah. What about when haven't I been washing your, my face? TV makeup. Off. Face. Um, I just use makeup remover and that's it. So I was at a pretty low level <laughs> when it comes to caring for my face and any kind of skincare regimen. Um, so I really stepped it up with this and got several different things and I love it. My face feels so healthy and clean. Um, it does, you know, there's certain products for anti-wrinkles, um, for getting rid of dark spots, all of those sorts of things. Um, And I can tell a difference after just a couple of weeks. I feel, and I feel so much cleaner. Um, My favorite is a product called Dew Skin, which is like a tinted moisturizer with sunscreen. And you guys know, if I'm not going to work, I don't really want to put makeup on. So you dab some of that stuff on, and it's just like a little bit of a glow, right? Um, And it's got sunscreen. So yeah, beauty counter, um, I would strongly recommend. And it's kind of getting a lot of publicity right now. So did you know that you're supposed to apply it with a loofah? (laughs) Don't tell her that because she's actually going to apply it. (laughs) I'm going to be like, wait, is that what I'm supposed to do? No, you're not. No, 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 no. Be careful. You can use your hands. You can use your hands. And I don't know if it's just because I was kind of going from like zero to to nothing. You know what I mean? But I do. I think it's pretty great. So check it out. Beauty counter, you can use a consultant or you can just buy it on your own. But I thought it was pretty good I thought you were gonna say like wait till you hear about this it's the CVS brand line of products (laughs) it's only $2.99 it it works (laughs) wonders Um, it's better than water 
Right? Wait till you guys see me again in person, though. You're going to be like, wow, Karen, you are. I don't know. I'm actually pretty impressed that you've made it this far without having any specific um, skincare regimen because your skin looks pretty, pretty darn good. So I don't know, like maybe, maybe maybe water is the the secret ingredient. Wow. All right. You want to step up your game. Yeah. Thank you. I thought that was pretty monumental. I'm very proud. Anchor Moms is brought to you by Wilderness at the Smokies, the Smokies' largest water park resort. Get out of the house and into the wilderness. Let's move on to our next article for today. This is from The Atlantic, um, and it is written by a microbiologist and professor uh, woman. And the title of the article is, Women Scientists Have the Evidence About Sexism, Centuries of bias have impeded the advance of human knowledge. So this is a long article. It's it's kind of sciencey, but it's a good read. Um, it's 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 kind of long, so I'll break it down for you. You know, the number one goal I think right now in the medical field is to find a COVID vaccine. I think we can all kind of agree that is the main goal. Um, she she talks about in this article, men and women are working overtime to quote crush the pandemic, etc. But she goes on to say that women are playing catch up to male scientists, not because they're not capable, but uh, it's due to sexism, of course. So she's a scientist. She's um, saying, I quote, I have had to persevere when told sometimes subtly, but often quite overtly that women do not belong in science. So, for example, she gives this example, and I just can't believe it. She says that her professor, her science professor, she's talking about back in grad school. Um, she tried to get the science fellowship. He said that the science department didn't waste such positions on women, which is astounding to hear. So she goes on and talks about, and granted, she's a little bit older than us. Um, she's probably what you think she's in her sixties or something. Um, she talks about, she's a little bit older than, than, than us. (laughs) She's decades older than us. I thought you were going to say like late (laughs) forties. I think, but I don't, reading from the article, I feel like she's probably like in her 50s yeah, or yeah, 60s totally or something. Yeah. So she goes on and talks about this white male genius stereotype for a scientist. Um, and, and one thing that I took from this article is she says to start our children's young, our children young, um, by the age of six, girls are avoiding activities that they perceive as being for quote, really, really smart children. Which is really sad that a six-year-old would think that. Um, But she says, you know, studies show that just a little nudge from adults can manage that. She says nearly half of female scientists also leave full-time science once they have their first baby and that the pandemic is making this worse. So I think this is just a good article to, to kind of put this all into perspective, especially when our medical workers are in the forefront right now, um, that, you know, especially if women are women who have children are getting out of this field. That's half of the field that we need to find a vaccine for COVID. Um, and, and some pretty astounding things in this article. And, and I, and I had, I had a lot to take away from it that I can get in in a second, but what do you guys think of it? Yeah. I mean, I think here's, what's crazy as we basically need a COVID vaccine to save the world. And if we're not letting women, if we're not giving them the same women scientists, the same opportunities as men, that's what, Fifty percent of the the geniuses out there who exactly. aren't working who weren't, aren't working on a vaccine, like you know, when you put it into perspective, especially where we are right, right now, now and the times we're living in, like holy crap, like that's problematic. 
But also, I hate to say this, not surprising. The whole thing is very unfortunate, mm -hmm. but I feel like if you're a woman and you're listening to this right now, you're like, mm hmm yeah, yep, I know all of this. You mm -hmm. know, how unfortunate. Yeah, I was shocked at some of the statistics in this. Um, since 2000, women have earned more degrees, more than half of the science and engineering degrees, but have less than half of the positions. Um, and, and I thought to myself when I'm reading this, like, well, is that because some of them are choosing to stay home with their kids maybe? But I don't think it is. Then you read all the other information about, you know, there's less grants available for women. There's less money going toward them. Um, you know, and you think like, gosh, these women are just as capable. But as the headline says, there's still sexism in the workplace when it comes to scientists in this field. And unfortunately, they're just not getting these positions that I'm sure they deserve. Um, so it's very sad. I <clears throat> have to say, I went to a, I don't know if you guys know this, I went to a math and science specialty high school. Oh, you oh, did. Fancy. And so, <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> clearly I did great things with that <laughs> knowledge, <laughs> went into the journalism field um, instead of trying to, you know, find a cure for COVID. But, um, uh, but, and so I feel like I was raised in an environment and around other women that that was kind of the the norm, the expectation, because I was at this high school where we were expected to be at the same level as the guys, and it was a very high level of math, science, engineering. Um, and that was, um, I feel like, a unique experience, because I think this article's right. I feel like that's the, the um, less common um, experience for young girls. But to me, growing up, I always thought, like, I can be just as good as the boys, you know, whether it comes to school or sports or whatever. Um, so I, but I do think a lot of women don't have that. The good thing is, I do think, as this article mentions, there's a lot more focus on that now. There's STEM programs, you know, there's a lot more, the, a lot bigger push in a lot of areas for women and girls, especially to get into these fields. So I think that I'm hoping that in you know, 10, 12 years, we're going to see this start to shift. And a lot of those girls that that push started a couple of years ago will be graduating and getting into the field and hopefully have a lot more opportunities. So in contrast to, to your schooling, um, for whatever reason, I've kind of been reflecting lately on my schooling, probably because school just started and we're, you know, trying to teach our children, et cetera. But I've been wondering, why didn't I pick a path in science. Like, what was it that made me nervous or scared about that? Why did I think that was going to be harder than a communication field? I have no idea why. So you should tell people just about a little bit about your education, Ingrid, because I think people think and look at you and say, well, you are in a science field, but you didn't well, start Well, that's what out I was getting way. at. Yeah. yeah. So growing up, though, I always wanted to be a, a TV reporter and TV anchor. So I never said I wanted to be a TV meteorologist. So I went to school for communication, went to my, my undergrad was mass communication. Um, you know, I did a focus in, in some broadcasting things, of course. So once I entered TV, then I realized that I liked weather, wanted to go down that path, went back to school. And so my continuing education is a science degree. Um, but what I was going to get at is that I just feel like I'm kind of unfairly behind um, in, in my career or in my life in general, because I feel like I missed out on those years as a child in high school and even in college when I could have been focusing on atmospheric sciences instead I was focusing on communication, which I think, you know, in retrospect, 
was wonderful is fine because I think you're still a journalist when you're a meteorologist on TV. I, you know, it's, there's, I'm still using that degree every day, but it, it just kind of angers me. Why was I so afraid? Why did I think I couldn't do those things when I think I was, I'm, I'm obviously, I pr- have proved to myself, I am perfectly capable of doing those things. Do you feel like you were like, do you remember feeling like you weren't, you know, like it's scary, like science and math is scary, you know, like I was a young girl and I could smile and I could, you know, talk just good enough and I could find, I'll be on TV, you know, I'll do that. I'll tell some Mm -hmm. stories and, and I liked, you know, acting and that sort of thing, but it's, I, so I'm trying to remind myself now Mm -hmm. as a mother to a young girl that Mm -hmm. I have to treat my son and my daughter the exact same way. And I never want her to have those same feelings that I had when I was growing up. Right. Right. Oh, I like that. hate that for you because I hate when I think back and I, you know, but I feel like I thought science and math were scary things as well. And I mean, I'll be honest with you. I still don't excel. I might be one of those exceptions to the rule, which I probably should have always stayed out of science and math, but <laughs> this is what, this is what I think. I think that it is not just, I think science right now, um, we need all the women we can get because of where we find ourselves in modern times in 2020, but it's not just science fields, I feel like, where women are excluded or have been prejudiced against. I think about, so I was an English major in college and then realized, I don't know, fairly quickly, I always had thought about TV news being something that I was interested in, but I um, was also, I was really interested in reading and writing and all of those sort of things. So I remember telling, I was an English major and I remember telling my advisor, oh, who I love. He was great, but I will be honest. He said this. Um, he said, um, I said, I want, I think I'm interested in being like, you know, a TV news reporter. And this is legit what he said. Of course, I'm a brunette. So if you haven't seen me, I just, I need to tell you that since you're listening. Um, he said, I think, you know, I think that maybe people are really into blondes. You should consider like maybe doing something different with your hair and dyeing your hair blonde. Like what a ridiculous thing to say to somebody that you're advising. And actually, he's a brilliant man, and he's wonderful, um, and gave me some good advice af- before that and after that. But really, that stuck with me, not, okay, so how can we help you advance your career as a journalist? Mm-hmm. It was really, no, it was really just about what I looked, like the physicality of and it. And the Do funny thing is, would, yeah, would he have said that yeah. to a, a dude that he was advising? I'm going to guess no. I'm going to guess. That's exactly no. what I was going to say. That comes Isn't back to the nuts? sexism. Because, yeah, that's yeah. a completely different reaction than what he would have had. If a guy would have come in there and said that, he'd have been like, okay, let's do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. When I, told my, when I told my advisor I wanted to have a minor in women's studies, he said that was a waste of time and that I should minor in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> so what'd you do? Women's studies, which I probably should have done Spanish. <laughs> well, I, might, I minored in Spanish. Uh, you did yeah (laughs) yeah so it's just funny how and thank god I didn't listen to him or maybe I did listen to him but you know just took it all in stride and figured out my way but I mean even in the business that we're in right now I mean it's no secret if you've watched Anchorman you know how things I mean that's obviously (laughs) a hyperbole but some of that stuff certainly proves true decades ago this is much more of a women's business now than it was years ago but I would be willing to bet if you looked at salaries, it wouldn't surprise me um, if male anchors and male people are in the TV industry make more money than women in the oh, TV yeah. industry, even Definitely. now. Mm-hmm. So Definitely. it's, you know, it's not just science. I think it's probably all of those careers um, that we need to encourage our daughters to 
you know, think a little bit about. In other news. So let's lighten things up a little bit with this last article. Um, This is my favorite of the day because, you know, right now, what we all need most of all, more than anything else, is a little laughter, right? And a little bit of uh, a reason to smile. And this article is hilarious. Um, It talks about the pandemic, pandemic parenting burnout and some ways to cope with that. And it's you know, a very sarcastic article about some other things you can try um, if you're feeling burnt out right now. Um, One of them is to scream into the void, (laughs) right? Just take a minute and go somewhere and just scream. Just let it out because that might help deal with this, all that's going on. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it has about 10 total tips on what you can do and some of them are hilarious, and I will admit, I've done some of these in, in hopes of trying to deal with the pandemic stress. Have you guys done any of these? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Unfortunately. Yeah. What's mm-hmm. your favorite? Mine um, uh, Mine is the number six. Rewrite yesterday's to-do list <laughs> on a new sheet of paper as if anything will change. This also works for doing cosmic kids yoga with your child a few times a month while eating a half a pint of ice cream every morning and then rhetorically asking your partner why you aren't reaching your fitness goals. (laughs) Yes. Except I feel like substitute um, the ice cream for wine. Mm -hmm. And there you go. That's Mm -hmm. that's my life. My my favorite is hide in your car. Yes. Yes. That was my favorite. Number seven. That's it. Just go in your car for a while. I do that a lot. Do you go yeah. by yourself and just sit in there and just listen to something or? Well, no, you have to leave the, the driveway because otherwise the kids can see you. They're so like you up against leave. the window. No, like literally they like, they pull the blinds <laughs> to go like in their face and they're like stuck to it. They're like, Mom! and I can, I can't hear them, but I can see their little mouth going. You know, just so I'm like, I got to I got to get there. I got to get there real early and I got to get out of here and I just leave. That's funny. Um, I did that one one time when I had all the kids and I just took the, I didn't know what else to do. I was losing my mind and I just went and sat in my car with all the kids and they were like, where are we going? And I was like, nowhere. Yeah. And we just sat in the driveway and I turned on a CD, like one of those storybooks on CDs, you know, and I just mm-hmm. cried for a while and all the kids were strapped in and I was like, okay, this is like what I need right now. We yeah. just sat in the car in the driveway for an hour. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sometimes you just have to like the other one that I thought was really funny was assume fetal position versus showering. Yep. Oh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, pretend it's Spirit Week and wear your pajama and it's pajama day every day, so that you have I, an um, excuse to like just wear your pajamas all yeah, day every day. I like. I also like the Instagram um feed the number yeah. ten one. Um, that it talks about this particular coping, coping mechanism may or may not be exacerbated by posting your own heavily filtered lies about how you are thriving or far riskier or blessed during this time with your family, like hashtag blessed, which makes me, yeah. so, so, um, we're actually, we're recording this podcast, um, a couple of weeks before it will actually, you'll be listening to it. Um, so we were just talking about our anniversary episode, Ingrid and I yesterday in the studio. And she said, we had posted on the anchor mom's Instagram page which if you don't like, you should, if you don't follow, you should, um, all of these pictures of us, the three of us in the last year or so. And Ingrid was like, 
I looked at those pictures on Instagram and I just, I mean, we seemed so much happier. We seemed so, and I was like, I know yesterday when I posted it, I was looking at it like, I want to be those people. And then I realized like, we are those people. And then I said, you have to remember, I mean, those times are really good, but how, like, we look like we're having the time of our lives in those Instagram <laughs> pictures. But <laughs> I also remember for every one of those pictures, we probably took 25 of them and scrutinized and like, I didn't like ones, so we had to retake it. Then Karen didn't like the next one. Like, it's just all, everything you see on, everything you see on social media, I'm sorry. It's uh, total yeah, BS. Exactly. It's total and BS. Every, every time I see somebody's like gorgeous picture, I want right. to be like, okay, Give let me, me see break. your camera roll. Like how many did break. you take that weren't, that weren't that great? Like, did you have to take 20 to get that one or 50? Mm -hmm. Like, come on. I know. Mm -hmm. Um, so, yeah, no, this is, a, this yeah. is a really funny article though, especially if you're as burnt out as we are. Um, it's good for a good laugh and just makes you feel like you're not alone. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, if you want to go back and read these articles, they are in our show notes. So you can just click on your Apple yeah. little blurb. Win of the week. Ooh. Of the week. Let's hear it, um, So it kind of makes me laugh because um, we were talking about hiding in your car and that's my win of the week. So um, I had to go <laughs> home to Pennsylvania uh, a couple of days ago. Um, my dad is having some health issues and we, Brian and I just decided that I would just go by myself because, you know, because COVID, hashtag COVID. Right, right. Um, but so I, my hometown is Western Pennsylvania. So it's an eight hour drive from Western North Carolina to Western Pennsylvania. Um, so I was like, oh my gosh, like how will I do this drive? And then I was like, wait a second, this is eight hours, really 16 hours when you combine both drives by myself. So did you guys, this is, did you guys read the Twilight books a couple of years ago? No. Are you on that train? No, I'm an adult. No, no, oh. no, no. We're not into that, Katie. So I'm willing to bet that <laughs> if there's any woman my age listening to this, you guys are in the minority. Um, so the Twilight author, uh, okay. the new Twilight book, totally downloaded it on Audible. Listen to the Twilight book. It's called Midnight Sun um, on my drive to Pennsylvania and back. It was glorious. It was glorious. Um, you only had to stop when you had to pee. You only had to stop when you had to pee. Nobody else. Exactly. I only yeah. had to stop when I had to pee. There was nobody begging for food, for water, to get out of their car seat. Um, there was no husband to complain that he didn't want to listen to what I was listening to. It was like I was like 22 all over again, listening yeah. to Twilight in my car by myself. That sounds amazing. amazing. Also, also, P.S. I texted you and you were at, <laughs> That's the, right. at the hotel that night, like because you broke it up, you know. Yeah. Um, and I text Katie and, and she's like, "I'm like, wait, are you in a hotel by yourself?" And she's like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Wait." are you watching MTV right now again? And she's like, yes. Uh-uh. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> not just MTV. Oh, first of all, there's no Netflix in a hotel, right? There's no, like, you know, Amazon. Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. I just had to, like, I just had to just watch whatever was on TV. So it was either, like, Jeopardy or MTV. Um, so I chose MTV, and I had packed a bottle of wine in my car. I thought I did, but I forgot <laughs> the bottle of wine. So I was in some hotel in West Virginia because I had to work that morning. So the, the, on the ride up, I did break, break up the drive for four hours. So anyway, I realized I forgot my wine. And so I went to a convenience store literally in the middle of nowhere. And the only <laughs> thing I could, the only thing I could get to drink was a Bud Light. So I watched MTV, <laughs> drank a Bud Light and, um, ate a cookie and I enjoyed, I, oh my guys, gosh. it was like the I best mean, thing that happened to me in the last month. For sure. <laughs> Hands down. You were, you were literally like 
21 all over again. Seriously. Like MTV, listening to yeah. Twilight, drinking a yeah. Bud Light, eating a cookie. Like, that's yeah. 21. And yeah. also, like, before you left, I was like, your mom, I was like, wait a minute. I was like, do you have mace with you? Do you have a weapon of any sort? She's like, no. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, what do you mean? I'm just, I'm like, I would never stay in a hotel by myself. What, are you crazy? You were insane. You're, and you're like, mean... okay, bye. See you Monday. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile, when I find out, I'm like, wait, do you have wine? Did, did, you, yeah. did you have a bottle of wine with yeah. you in this hotel watching? I, like, I like... was like, I have extra mace. If you want to borrow it, you can. She's like, I, was like, I'm I, good. I got some. I'm good. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm 21. I mean, I'm invincible. Like, right. I don't need, I don't that's need that. right. That's right. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I would just highly recommend if you are able to take an eight hour drive by yourself. Um, <laughs> that takes would, hiding in your car one I step would further. Jump on that bandwagon as soon as possible. And also read that Twilight book. Guys, read the Twilight series. What's wrong with you? I'm oh, reading four man. books right now. Yeah. And I've reading, been reading them for a year. I can't add to that yet. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I need an eight-hour drive. I need well, it. I'm just letting you know, if you're looking for some, like, young adult literature in your life, this is the way to go. <laughs> well, that is quite a win, Katie. Yeah. It was Congratulations a there. Well yeah. done. Thank you. Thank you. Um, okay. So thank you so much for listening. You should jump on yeah. and leave us some reviews. You should follow us on Instagram to see how we're just living our life, living our be- hashtag best life on Instagram right you know you do last that was last year yeah that was last year we're reliving last year's best life on Instagram yes yes all right guys thanks so much for listening have a great week bye guys thank you Thanks for listening.